Welcome back again to Life of Education's podcast. Myself and Caroline are with uh, Nabil. Is that right? It is. Yeah, got that correct. Uh, well, I'm trying to butcher your surname. Habuchi. Habuchi. Nabil Habuchi. Nabil Habuchi from Adventure Quest. Yep. Um, which is an outdoor adventure company here in Dubai. Isn't that right? That's correct. Um, you and Caroline know each other from Gulf for Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you, you take some people out hiking and we're going to go on a hike. We've been on a hike. I've been on a hike with you guys, I can say. Very enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Climb to the top of the highest mountain in the UAE. Oh, that's right. We're doing it with Adventure Quest with you. Yeah. Amazing. We're going to go again. Mm-hmm. Not quite that high again uh, with you in a few weeks. Did you know guys know each other before Gulf? Before mm-hmm. you met at Gulf for Good, no. did you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was, a, it was a couple of months ago. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Golf, uh, I think uh, Caroline had approached uh, Golf for Good, uh, and then I found out about the story of uh, Caroline. I was uh, inspired, to be honest, and uh, that's how we uh, that's mm-hmm. how we got to know each other. I was MIA for a while. <laughs> out, out of the Golf for Good stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah you can't hike when you you're broken. Yeah. <laughs> um. So you helped Caroline with some of the hikes that she did on the trips. Do you want to talk a bit about that? Mm-hmm. Well, that's me talking. <laughs> yeah. Um, basically, uh, let's well, actually, no, let's start with you first before we go into that. <laughs> so how did you get up then? How did you come here? How have we got you talking about Adventure Quest and Go For Good? What's the connection? Um, look, uh, it goes back to 2007. Um, 2006 was a was a rough year for me in Sydney. Um, I came from a, a Lebanese background. Uh, parents moved over to uh, to Sydney uh, about 50 years ago, early 70s, and uh, basically grew up in a conservative Lebanese Muslim household in Western Sydney. Um, you know, went through schooling and everything over there, and, and had my own business in uh, in Sydney. 2006 was a rough year. Um, and I uh, got the opportunity to come to Dubai. Came over here in, in early 2007, and uh, I was really looking for meaning in, 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 in life. Uh, you know, there's a lot of questions I, I was asking of, of myself, and I really wanted to find something meaningful in, in what I did. So I, I, I was here, and I still wasn't happy, and uh, I was sitting in a little cafe in, uh, in Bird, Dubai, on a Friday morning, as you do, and... <laughs> and um, came across this little ad saying, uh, please come and join us uh, on, a, on a trip to Borneo. And it was uh, basically a golf for good ad. And uh, they had uh, put this little ad in there and, and that was a Friday morning. Sunday morning I gave them a call and I said, you guys are going to Borneo. It was a multi-activity um, uh, uh, challenge. It was hiking, it was biking, it was um, uh, kayaking. Um, and it was basically, it ticked all the boxes for me. And I said, look, sign me up. I paid my deposit, and six weeks later, I even raised the money in, in those six weeks, but six weeks later, I was I was on a, on a trip with the Gulf for Good. Um, and, um, you know, that was the start of, uh, of, of the journey for me in the adventure business. Um, you know, I had always been an outdoors person. I'd always been someone who... who As you do when you grow up in Australia. Yeah, it's yeah, just look, I mean, ingrained in you. Ex- exactly. You know, like I did every sport under the sun, whether it was cricket or rugby, uh, taekwondo, um, you know, basketball. We, we, we did everything, you know, and s- swimming. I mean, I, I spent, you know, a decade swimming uh, as, as well. So, um, 
We did absolutely everything. So I was pretty outdoorsy. And then coming out here, it's like I saw there was an opportunity here to, to, to do more than just come here and work. Most people come here just for the money and ju just work. Um, I saw an opportunity that I could, where I could um, uh, sort of make something for myself uh, more more in my head than than than, than physically. Um, I just sort of was gathering pieces uh, in 2006. So when I came out here, I thought, wow, you know, there's so many things I, I can do here in my time. Not. Uh, you know, physically, but also to give back. And so when I, I got involved with Golf, Golf for Good and we started doing hikes on, on weekends, we started doing, um, you know, back then it was very, very basic. It was walking up the side, side of the road in Jabal Hafeet. You know, that was that was the, the training that we were doing. And, um, you know, but I saw that there was an opportunity that this place had more to offer than, than, than just, uh, you know, you know, bashing the pavement and you know, doing some, some running. Um, so it, it ticked a lot of boxes for me, and and, and that was the start of the the, uh, the journey for uh, for me in in, in, in this thing. Um, uh, from there, it sort of progressed into into marathon running. So I got into marathon running. From there, got into trail running, and then uh, and then uh, it sort of uh, then got into more hiking and trekking and overseas sort of expeditions, um, and. Uh, now it's sort of morphed into 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 my own business. Um, so this is amazing. I want to know um, first of all, how many uh, challenges have you done with Golf for Good? I've done uh, three challenges with Golf mm -hmm. for Good. And what were they? Um, I've done uh, well. The first one was Borneo, two thousand and seven. Mm -hmm. Two thousand and ten was uh, Kilimanjaro, um, who I then named my second son after. <laughs> So, um, so his middle name is Kilimanjaro. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's cute. Yeah. No, nobody believes me. <laughs> my dad didn't believe me, <laughs> and my wife, her jaw dropped when I, when I mentioned it. You know, but she we just delivered delivered him, and we couldn't agree on a name. Mm -hmm. So, um, so, so I agreed that she can have the first name if I can have the second name. So, uh, so, uh, so yeah, Kilimanjaro. So what's his first name? Zaid. Okay. So Zaid Kilimanjaro. So, um, yeah. So it, it makes for a good conversation. Yeah, <laughs> good conversation starter when uh, when he tells people that his name is Zaid Kilimanjaro. Well, I th do you know what I feel? I feel that there's something very ethereal about people's names. It really like to ha it's that's quite a powerful name. Like it, it is to be the highest mountain in Africa to be named uh, of that. It's a. It's How old is he? He's uh, he's eight. Has he got ambition to get to the top? Well, he's yeah, a well. hiker. He came on a hike with us. Yeah, like. And Your a tough kids one. are, and yeah. A tough one too. <laughs> exactly. A tough one too. Uh, we did the secret beach, mm. um, and um, wasn't an easy hike. Uh, it was. It was definitely a hard one. I was struggling on that one that, that day. It was very hot. It yeah. was very very hot. Yeah. What um, did you do? Um, so, as part of golf for good, um, some of the the aspects of your role with golf for good is to uh, to organize some of the treks within the uae so you're always looking for new places to hike and just to check them out so we some of the people from within golf for good and myself went on a on a hike to this secret beach and it just so happened to be at the just as the the weather was changing in dubai and it was getting very very hot yeah okay and just for people who are listening who don't know what Golf for Good is, do you want to just 
mm-hmm. frame it for what what is Go for Good? Sure. Uh, well, Go for Good is is basically a, a charity. Uh, it's a registr- registered charity here in uh, in UAE. It's also a registered charity in, in the UK. And uh, what they do is they uh, organise adventure challenges all over the world for for people in order to challenge themselves, but at the same time raising money for uh, uh, charity projects overseas. So if if there was a charity in uh, you know in Kilimanjaro, for example, we would raise uh, money for uh, funds for, for for certain project capital projects within 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 that country. Um, so essentially, that that's what God for Good is. Um, uh, for me, it's more more like family, to be honest, mm-hmm. um, because I've been involved with them for for, for, for so long. Um, you know, so it, it doesn't feel like a, uh, an organisation. It f- feels like an, a, a close knit group of people that that have a common goal. Um, so for me, it's 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 more like family. That's cool. And just worth noting, you know, Caroline and I, Caroline and I have agreed, along with another previous podcast guest to do Everest Base Camp. Oh, well, mm-hmm. Let's go for good. That's uh, next year? In 2020, yeah. In 2020. Mm-hmm. So we basically went on the radio just before my, my challenge and uh, the three of us on air on the radio with all the agreed. DJ. Yeah, with uh, Helen Farmer I all agreed to, yes. to do this. So now we're, we're roped yeah. in. <laughs> Which I still have to do the application for because mm-hmm. I actually found it this morning. Okay, so now moving on to Adventure Quest. Tell me how you decided to, to form Adventure Quest and what is it and what do you do and what do you organize for people? And also, what were you doing before us though? you had enough of uh construction yeah. so p- everyone that came here either came for the construction or came for the oil and gas and uh i came here for construction and it was booming back in 2007 uh you know it was it was crazy days back then cowboys everywhere um so now it's mm. a, a lot more tame than than, than what it was yeah um, i was here in 2008 i remember the cowboy area <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so you, you would have got the very end of it yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah um and uh yeah so so uh, and look construction is is still uh, a very large part of me uh you know i still think like an engineer i, th- I still think like a quantity surveyor or a commercial manager you know, because it's that's what I've done for so long. Um, but my passion has always been being in the outdoors. It was, uh, you know, it, it was just happened to be uh, I'm in construction, but it was, for me, it was always the outdoors that 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 had always rung a bell for me. It was, uh, you know, construction. It's a it's a job, and I don't hate construction. It's just that I love the outdoors. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, You know, so a lot of people go to work and they hate what they do. Uh, I don't hate, you know, my background. It's just that I love being in the outdoors and I live, love the serenity. I love being in, out in the mountains, you know, whether it's in the UAE or otherwise. I love the fact that uh, that it gives you peace of mind. And, uh, you know, I, I take a lot out of that. So, you know... I, I, you know, it's like a reset button. So you, you can you can do whatever you want during the week, but as soon as as soon as you know you go out and come back, it's like a reset button. And it's like you're refreshed. You know, you, you you do away with all your troubles in out in the mountains, and you got time to think about you know what you want out of life. And uh, I think that's a lot of part of that resonated with me 
when uh, God for Good came out here because uh, there was a lot of things going out uh, going on in my head when I when I left Sydney. You know, being a part of uh, the whole uh, God for Good challenge. You know, it gave me time to think about what I wanted to do in life, and uh, you know, it's it's been a journey and it's been an interesting journey because for me. You know, it's sort of it's 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 morphed into from from the charity uh, of golf for good, and just as as a sport, for example. And uh, you know, you asked me about about adventure quest, but it's been a movement from 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 two thousand seven. So it's gone from from uh, you know joining a challenge to, to to marathon running to trail running to um you know hardcore hiking and and mountaineering and and uh and and being out on expeditions for you know two weeks uh you know then it's it's sort of now morphed morphed into well it's not just about hardcore stuff it's not just about physical challenge it's also about learning from 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 your environment um so a large part of uh, what I've done in, in the last two to three years is, is go out into the mountains, but not not just to, for physical fitness, but actually to, to learn about the you know the customs and the people. And you know, um, a lot of people think that the UAE is just about concrete uh, malls. Yeah, yeah. I mean, most people say to me, "Oh, it's just 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 these malls." It's not. There about is a lot of malls here, though. <laughs> It is, it, it, it is, but it's just a lot more than, yeah. than, than, than just what people perceive it to be. Um, and, and look, it's not just the UAE, it's the entire region, uh, but in particular the UAE. So I spent a lot of time there going to, to local villages, talking to local people, uh, reading about historical uh, events here in, 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 in the UAE, um, and sort of, and it's not just about the local, uh, the, the the recent uh, stuff that's happened. You know, the, there's history that goes back thousands of years. You know, back to like, you know, there's been uh, places that, that that have been discovered dating back to eight thousand years BC. Um, in the UAE. In the UAE. Um, so you know, basically Bronze Age discoveries. Um, you know, in places like uh, Maliha. So there's an archaeological centre down there. Which, uh, is I that the one that's on the way to Shauka? Yeah, that's, yeah, that, that's okay. right. I've heard about that recently, only for the first time. Yeah, so basically, they, they found tomb, tombs there from from eight thousand years ago. Um, wow! So there's been discoveries, and that whole area used to be full. It was a lively, lively area that was um, thriving with livestock, and mm-hmm. and, uh, and you know, it was it was like a center of uh, center of the the, the the region. Now it's uh, a nice orange desert. It's a nice orange desert with lots of fossils and, yeah. you know, I mean, I've, I've been out there numerous times. Um, you know, I drive through there almost on, on a weekly basis at least once, uh, pro- probably two or three times usually. And, uh, I mean, there's shells and fossils. and. I remember, this is worth you just reminding me, we got to the very top of the mountain, Jabal Jace, mm-hmm. and you took your phone out and started taking a photograph of a rock. Yeah. And this was about... A meter and a half from where they were claiming was the very summit. Like this, you couldn't really have made it much closer. And it was a seashell fossil. That's right. Mm. That's, That's right. so bizarre. Like I was, because yeah, fair enough. On the way up, we see it. Over near the top, we see it. But the bit that was like where Caroline's knee is, and it was you were taking a photograph here. 
Yeah, it was about a meter and a half from the very yeah. summit, um, mm. and it was a cone shell fossil, um, probably dating back to probably about sixty-five million years. Well, um, do, you, do you know, like going back to you saying about how beautiful this region is, and about one of the reasons why you hike is to see and to meet people and all of that. I think it's it's it really makes you wonder when you go around and explore the region, like just how beautiful it is. And I remember in Jordan, just, you know how you, when you go to Jordan, you see the rock formations and it makes you wonder like, how does rock ever appear like that? And when you think about, oh, if this was under the ocean, of course the ocean and the water is going to weather it to such a way that it makes these beautiful like formations. And to think in some place like Jordan where there's nothing but red desert and these gorgeous stony mountains, to think that there was that was once covered in ocean yeah, is just like, what? Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. And, and, and that's the mind-boggling mm. thing about, about the place is is you know you go out into the desert and you find shells everywhere and you think well th- this is this is the seabed okay it doesn't exist now but at some point it, it existed um you know a, a, a seashell on the top of Jabal Jace at 1930 meters yeah. is is mm. you know mind-boggling now that the, the the sea level might not have been there it might have been that it was down a thousand meters but but then you know some sort of formation yeah. and, and, and shifted the rocks the rocks well, have been shifted up i yeah. remember at school we we always learned so one of the things that they used to tell us is that australia is the oldest continent and they're like well how do you know that's because it's the most weathered so the highest mountains used to be the the lowest plains and there were mountains that were even higher and over time they all get weathered um and when i say weathered it's the wind and the weather conditions just breaking away those rock formations and taking them back down to the ocean and so there's this kind of like cyclic process so when you understand that that happens over time it makes sense okay of course there's going to be a shell here because once upon a time you know this might have been the seabed and there would have been mountains that were even higher than that that are being weathered away but that, um, all of those things you're not thinking about the entire i wasn't thinking about oh this is that's weathering that's this i'm like Doop-dee-doo, this isn't that steep. My legs are doing okay. Sun's not too yeah. hot. I've got loads of water. What was you saying? Yeah, the rugby. Yeah, rugby, rugby, rugby. And then... That, that, was, that was my story, you know, 10, 12 years ago. You know, I, I never thought about that sort yeah. of stuff. But then you see that, and then the whole way down, I'm like... A seashell? This was, a fossil? This, so, there's, mm-hmm. so there's... Like, I've only now just really listened, listened to the ground. But, like, I've only now just paid attention to the evidence of what has gone before me. Mm. Do you know, and then the whole way in the car, I was chatting to to the girl that had come out with it in my car, and uh, we were just chatting away about like just how strange that is, and then how that changed. It's just I didn't know what you were doing. I was like, "What's he? I thought it was a footprint. I thought it was like a trainer, just the shape of it. It was a couple of little semicircles, and it looked as if it could have been the undersole of someone's Reebok hiking boot. And then, oh, it's a seashell. Okay. Well, that just changes my whole mindset now for the rest of the day, which is something I wouldn't have thought about. Yeah, and, and that's the beauty of, uh, of of the place. There's so much history, but it's still undiscovered. You know, it's only recently in the last, say, 10, 12 years that people have started to go out into the into the mountains 
Now, I'm not talking about the, the, the local uh, Emiratis uh, that, that live out in the mountains, but the people uh, in Dubai now are starting to venture out to, to the, these sort of places. You know, there's, there's every Friday in, in Shelka, there's uh, the, the, the guys doing all the mountain biking that, you know, 10 years ago never existed. Mm-hmm. So people now venturing into those sort of places not just going to, uh, to to hotels to to, to mm. do brunches, yeah. but now people are getting sick and tired of of, of the brunches and 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 uh, their diminishing wallets and their increasing uh, uh, waistlines, and now they're going out going out and 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 doing this sort of stuff, and it's actually really interesting, uh, and people want a lot more than 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 just brunching. They want mental stimulation yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. And and again, this is where like it's sort of morphed into adventure quest because for me, I would take people out on on hikes and I'd I'd, I'd do all the the, the active stuff, um, but again, it needed for me it needed more mental stimulation rather than just physical. And uh, a lot of people would say to me, "Look, uh, can we take our kids with us? You know, this can we can we do something where." where our kids can come along and most of the time it was more physical stuff it's like look this is too difficult you can't take your kids you can't take your kids you can't take your kids and you know and then it sort of like it was like a light bulb moment where it's like you know what why can't I do this mm. and and it it wasn't because of the people my kids started saying dad can we come with you no this is too difficult dad can we come with you this is too difficult and then it's like, no, this is the, the, there's a market here for this, and and this is where 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 it was born. My kids actually uh, discovered this for me, you know. I discovered it through my kids mm-hmm. because because then uh, it, uh, it was it was more of a um, a necessity for me because I didn't want to just go out and spend time in the mountains doing hardcore stuff I also wanted to spend time with my kids as well and uh, you'll notice on my Instagram for example uh, you'll see my kids in a lot of the photos because I've started to bring them into the picture now they're a little bit older than 10 and 8 and now they're a little bit older and they're starting to understand um, you know things about geology and paleontology and they've always loved loved dinosaurs so finding fossils for them is like yeah wow dad this is like you know Mm. this is 60 million years old Uh, this is you know there's a lot of history behind it so they're starting to understand it so they find it fulfilling that that you know they can come and and find these these sort of discover these sort of things and uh and so it's this this need uh for education for myself but also for my kids so what I've done is I've, I've fused uh, adventure with education and sort of uh, come up with a with, with a concept where uh, it's not just uh, and, and don't get me wrong, uh, going out and doing hardcore hikes is great, uh, but I also wanted two sides to to, to that. So mm-hmm. it wasn't. It's not just adventure. It's not just education. It's, it's somewhere in between. But that's always the best part. Like I, one of the the most memorable things that I remember from some of the hikes that I did over the past month is uh, being on the Lebanon Syria border, and the the guide who was taking me was like we obviously couldn't communicate with each other but you can communicate in other ways and he was showing me all the fruits that you could eat along the way 
Um, so everywhere we were going, I was looking at these fruits and he's like, like, you can eat this. I was like, oh my God. And looking at this fruit, because it's not mass produced, you don't see it in a shopping mall or it anywhere, but you can eat it. And there were these beautiful fruits that I'd never like realized. And it, it kind of makes you understand that, oh, so this is what gatherers would do. Mm-hmm. This is people who live in the mountains, maybe a very very long time ago when we didn't have supermarkets we would go to to nature to find our food sources and this was a part of it and I was like it always made me think oh okay so I would take a handful this isn't going to make me hungry like this isn't going to fill me up how many you literally have to make a whole tree barren with little berries in order to to feed anybody so it kind of gives you this totally different idea about food and about where where it comes from and how difficult it is to actually get food um, in the wild, finding wild fruits. And there was also some, some trees and he was like, no, 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 don't, don't touch those. (laughs) So it's, like I liked that aspect. That was one of the things that yeah, was the cool. most memorable that's, for me. That's like connecting with your ecosystem, you yeah. know, learning, learning that, learning that learning. there's like life isn't. Oh, I've got to go get food. I can't be bothered. I'll deliver you. Like it's, yeah. it's. Uh, there's an ecosystem around us. We're part of it. We used to be engaging in it, and now we've separated ourselves. You know, I think that's one of the things that when you live in Dubai, it's very sandy it's you very hot even separate yourself yeah even it's, more it's very concretey there's a few trees they're not natural so when you go out to the mountains when you go out to the further further out where, where you meet the greenery you start to realize okay well now you start if you feel like intrinsically you feel different because you you're in part of an ecosystem now there's some goats there's some bugs there's some 60 million year old fossils on the rock it's, and it's, it's not just that um anywhere where there's a town out in the middle of nowhere It'll mean that there's water, okay. So and 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 these towns depend on uh, usually un- underground water. Uh, a lot of it comes uh, is replenished, obviously, from from from, from the rains. Uh, I mean, I was out in the mountains this morning, and um, you know we were walking through through these uh, wadis that are not you know not walked through very often. And uh, we're finding Sorel, for example. You know, basically, it's it's, it's very similar to, uh, to 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 rocket. It's, you put it in your salads and stuff. And and basically, the the guy with me um, basically came up and I oh, look Sorel and just started started eating it. And it's like, oh wow! So you, you pick it and you eat it. Oh wow! Mm. This, this actually tastes nice. Mm. And it, it was it was because of the recent rains and it, you know, the rain gives a lot of life to to, to the place, but. Um, you know, you, you become a part of nature just by just by going out and venturing out and yeah. asking these questions and just going out there. And, yeah. and your, your mind will automatically give you those questions that, to ask. It's like, what is this? Why is this? You know, the who, whys and whens are automatically going to come just by being out there. But if you're in a mall, those yeah. questions are never going to come. And it's like you said, you see, we were separate ourselves a little bit further away from that just by being mm-hmm. in a place where it's, it's, it's harder for wildlife to grow. Like one of the things that I take for granted, like when I go back to Dublin, like it hits me every time is the smells mm. just like in, in traffic, you know, just pull up to a red light, windows are open and you just get the waft of whatever trees or bushes have mm. just grown in someone's garden, but it's like overgrowth. Oh, wow. You know, I've, I'm growing up. I had that every day. 
Yeah. Never it's, thought about it. Yeah. It's, it's like you get attuned to yeah. your environment. Like I know, like growing up in Sydney, I lived in the ocean. Like that was my life. Me in the ocean, we were, and I remember I could smell it in the morning from my house and I knew if it was going to rain and I knew if I went down to the ocean, if it was going to be rough. And I knew if I went into the ocean, like I knew the current straight away. I knew like, oh, okay, no, I'm not going to go in today. Like I used to have the ability to decipher the ocean and what it was feeling or what it was doing or anything like that because I I lived in it all my life like I knew everything about those waves like I could look at a wave and go okay this is gonna turn me into a little washing machine and just spit me out and you learn those things when you're in nature yeah I spent my summers down at Cronulla yeah and uh you know basically uh surfing the waves down there I didn't do surfing I I did body surfing Mm. and um yeah, I mean, you, you, your body becomes in tune with, with, with the ocean. With, with, yeah. with the ocean automatically when, when you spend time out there. Yeah, and you, it just gives you this very different, like... It shapes your reality completely differently. It, re- it really does. Yeah. It really does. But what I was going to say is from, from being so young and growing up in nature, having this relationship with nature, um, almost... Like, I didn't realize this until adulthood, actually, until, like, coming to Dubai. Um, But having such a close relationship with nature all your life, in adulthood, I realized that actually is a huge recipe for my happiness. Um, My happiness is linked very much to what I get from being in nature. And I think you, being Australian as well, that sounds to me like you also have that relationship with nature. Yeah, I mean, I've always had that relationship with the outdoors, but uh, I'm also trying to instill that in in my kids as well from from an early age so that then they take the baton and and go on and do whatever makes them happy. Um, uh, I don't think concrete makes anybody happy, Mm. but uh, uh, just being in in the outdoors and Mm. being exposed to it, makes everybody happy yeah. and uh, it's been yeah. linked to, to, to mental health as well just going out for a, for a gentle walk makes, well, ma- makes things do you know what's interesting difference. have you ever felt like when you spent the day in the mall you get home and you feel so tired you feel like it drains you this is what I feel anyway and then you go to the beach and you just feel like oh reinvigorated exactly I think you're right about the mental health aspect about there's something that you gain from being out outdoors um, that you don't gain when you're in a mall yeah, like for sure. uh, being in a mall is very draining even the light yeah well, that's what I was going to say like one of the pros now you guys who live growing up in Australia is different but growing up in Ireland it's super gloomy like winters are dark the summer is okay super long days but it's not always like warm and sunny and then spring and autumn time it's pretty much overcast either raining or it's just freezing cold and gray so you don't get the sun as much as you get it here yeah you got all your nature we used to i remember my parents asked me when i was younger like what do you want to do on the weekend and we had options of either like the big park with all the playgrounds the whatever i can't we never really went to the beach or the mountains and i used to always put forward let's go to the mountains you just go walk around like the tracks you know the farm tracks and this through the forest and stuff um but we only had a short window of time to do it because we didn't have the sunlight we didn't have the heat whereas at least here we do have a ton of sun you know you do have a sun, you don't have that gray overcast but that comes at the price then where you don't have the greenery you don't have the smells you don't have the little bugs and the the foxes running around you know, you don't have that ecosystem um so i'm curious uh just to to shoot back to this 
um, because we went off on a massive Mm -hmm. tangent. Um, So tell me, you were saying that part of Adventure Quest is to bring education and to bring not just like hardcore hiking. So you're bringing education and hiking elements. What are some of the hikes and, and stuff that you have planned for the coming months? So uh, what I've been working on uh, over summer, what I, I did was uh, I was uh, scouting different areas in the UAE, uh, trying to find uh, places that are accessible for kids, uh, but also that have a, a historical element to it. Um, so we found uh, some some places uh, with a load of fossils, um, very accessible to uh, to. to uh, to parents and kids so what I'm trying to do is um, incorporate also parents along with their kids so it's not just about taking kids out on on, on, on an excursion uh, mm-hmm. you know with teachers it's not about that it's also about bringing their parents yeah. in and getting them engaged because uh, you know parents uh, are not spending enough time with their kids during the week so what we're trying to do is trying to try and bring their, their parents in because it's educational for the parents as much as it is for the kids so what I'm trying to do is get the kids um, uh, in with their parents and we take them out on, on, on kid-friendly, family-friendly hikes uh, and it's engaging for, uh, for, for everybody. So It's so important. Like, and, and I don't mean to cut you off, but you just remind me of a, of a really powerful story that happened to me. When I was, so used to go with my family up to the mountains and there's a couple of like, famous trails. and it, it, If you know Dublin at all, on the south side of the city, it's surrounded by mountains, and they're not high, but like there's foothills, and they're really quick to get there. They're really easy. Like within 15 minutes, you're deep in the dense slopes. And uh, one of the one of my friends growing up was who's a little troublemaker in school. Like he was always in trouble. His parents, when it would come nighttime, when we we're playing out on the streets, it would get dark. I'd go in for dinner. He'd be still out there, you know. And we'd go out. We'd, we'd bring him in, and we'd call his parents. And we'd have to call the local pub because that's where his parents were. They weren't at home. They were both down in the pub. So they'd come, pick him up, stinking a booze, and they'd take him home. So his parents obviously weren't the type to take him out to the mountains. I didn't know this. I'd forgotten all about this. But one of the days he came with me and my dad. We went up the mountain. We went back down. At my 21st was the next time he saw my dad. And he brought up this story about how amazing that day was. And I was like six or seven pints in at my birthday. And I was just like, what? Like, he remembered this story. He remembered every detail. He was thanking my dad. He was talking to my dad about how amazing it was for him just to take one trip out into nature, up the mountains, spend the day there, and then come back down. So these type of stuff that you're talking about, you can't measure the impact that that can have on people, especially on kids to actually get out there and, and get active. Yeah. Look, I've, I've been doing beta testing on my, on my own kids, obviously, um, and uh, just to see the reactions, you know, just the, their eyes light up when they find something, that, you know, and now they can recognize, you know, the type of rocks that, that are there, whether it's a flint or whether it's um, a quartz or a limestone or, you know, so, you know, the, and it's like, oh, Dad, look what I found. I found this. And it's like... Um, you know, and they can recognize, uh, you know, the type of animals and, and plants. So, you know, that's really, you know, fulfilling for me because, you know, I know that they're there and they're learning. And it's not just about learning in the classrooms. It's it's outdoor learning. It's out, outdoor education. Mm. And um, 
that's becoming a big thing now in, 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 in not just in the outdoor industry but also in, in the educational institutions and they're finding that, that outdoor education is, is, is actually part of learning and it's not just about learning maps but it's also about um, learning about maps in, in, in schools but it's also about navigation for example um, you know using compasses for navigation and that's also what, what Adventure Quest has been working on is uh, is basically uh, teaching kids how to how, how to navigate the outdoors, uh, teaching them uh, uh, mapping skills, uh, map reading skills, uh, compass skills, learning how to make compasses. Um, you know, with you make a compass. Yeah, you can make compasses with uh, 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 basically thirty mils of water, a leaf. And uh, a piece of metal. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So um, you'd have to show us how to do that. Sometime. Yeah. Well, um, well, my kids, know, my kids know how to do it. <laughs> they and, can tell me. And they, they can, <laughs> they can tell me north, east, south, Amazing. or west. I don't pure, even pure, do that. Pure, purely wow. from from pouring a little bit of uh, um, water in a in a in a, in a cap, putting a, a leaf or something that floats, and putting a piece of metal. Wow. And it, and it gravitates. Uh, and like I said, okay, that's north, east, south, and west. Wow, I didn't know you could even do that. Mm. Yeah, so you know, they're the sort of skills that, that I've been I've been working on uh, to to basically uh, introduce to, to to the kids in, in the UAE. That's amazing. Did you guys ever go on a thing called nature walks when you're in school? No, you're no. Looking at me like mm-hmm. you didn't. We used to go. I just remind. We used to like nature walks. Were just where the teacher would go. Right, we're going for a walk, and. Obviously, in Ireland, everything's like this. Everything's overgrown. So, like, when you come out of the school, like, down the pathway to the street, there's just trees and forests and stuff. So, instead of walking on the path, you walk on the little space between the trees and the wall. And we used to do that. That was the most amazing day out. And you'd literally probably spend, like, 15 minutes just walking around the school grounds on the inside the fences and stuff. But that was just all just getting kids... Mm. out in nature um so just going back so tell me you were saying before that you have you've been scouting some places that have a historical element to them so what have you found and where are you going for this next hiking season with adventure quest so the um the area is uh a secret oh as of as of right now um it is very accessible Mm -hmm. uh it is very close to the road Uh, do you have these all like um Catalogue. Uh, no, no, no. I was going to say um, on your website so people can, mm, no, can not yet. join not, and... Not, not, not yet. Uh, the, the website's been up. It, it is a work in progress. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been up for, uh, for, for a few months now. Uh, but it's sort of been progressing. Um, uh, it's, the, 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 the website is a, a mix of uh, action, adventure education um and um where you know i'm still building the uh the programs at the moment in order to 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 basically give them out to uh Mm. to people and offer them but at the moment uh we don't have them yet Mm. but uh watch coming soon yeah coming (laughs) soon we've got a hike with you yeah booked in couple couple of weeks yeah Mm -hmm. there's lots of people interested in it as well just quite a lot of people coming no one's going out in nature. <laughs> when there's an opportunity for it, everyone's like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, well, now's the hiking season. Um, you know, people in the UAE wait for, you know, September, October to come. Um, and, you know, the, there's people going out now. Uh, I, I took uh, Golf a Good out yesterday to Wadi Shoka. You might have seen the Instagram did, yeah. photos. Uh, heaps of water there. Yeah. You know, we were wading through water waist deep. 
I'm um, going to come to the rest for this season. I've been you know, lazy. <laughs> you know, so there's some amazing places that, that yeah. you just do not believe exist here. And uh, the reaction I'm, I'm getting uh, every single time is, oh, we didn't realize that you mm. know, these, yeah. th- these sort of places existed. And it's like, what is it, an, an hour drive? Yeah. You know, sometimes it takes me an hour from, from my place to get into the mall. Yeah, you know, mm. on, a, on on a public holiday, and it's like you know, it's, it's not my not not my cup of tea, but um, you know, an hour drive out east, and uh, you're in mm-hmm. uh, you know in wadis full of water, or um, you know, in, in in places that are green and lush, full of animals. And I mean, this this morning, I, I took my kids, and they were chasing frogs all over the place because mm. it's so much, it's, it's it's so abundant with water. There's tiny, tiny frogs everywhere and tadpoles literally throughout the whole wadi. That's cool. Um, you know, so, you know, there's so much interest in, in, in the place mm. and so much to be discovered and, and learn about. You know, we just need people to come out and, yeah. and, and, and spread say, the word. Okay, well, yeah. spread, spread the word and, and yeah. basically br- bring your kids and, and, and you know, I really do want the parents to be engaged as well. It's not just about having having kids, um, you know, just learning about stuff because because... What I'm finding is the the, the, the parents are just as interested. <laughs> yeah. Parents, oh, okay. Well, I, I don't. I didn't know that this sort of thing, you know, yeah. existed here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but it, it's not just about animals. It's not just about fossils. It's paleontology. It's geology. It's you know, learning about flora and fauna of the place. Um, you know, there's there, there's stuff that you can eat, stuff that you can't eat. Mm. Um, you know, there's stuff that um, there's plants that the locals uh, pick and, and make pillows with. For example, there's uh, you know there's um, uh, milkweed, uh, Sodom's goatweed uh, uh, plant that the the local kids. Uh, in Maliha, putting their eyes so that they, they don't go to school, you know, like you know, mm. th- it gives them like temporary blindness. So then they don't have to. Do there's just so All many stories, you know, so, so yeah. many things that yeah. that that, that uh, t- that to learn, learn out there, and um, it's mm. it's such an interesting place. I remember you picked up a rock and you gave it to to, to me, and I was like, oh yeah, cool, a rock. I was like, oh, that actually is quite cool. Do you know, yeah, like it's that, like, yeah. oh, if I look at the difference, there's pink, there's. Like yeah, that was a laid, laid piece of quartz. Yeah. So in the meantime, um, whilst Adventure Quest is getting all set up, if people want to join some of the hikes, they can go to Golf for Good um, and do some of the Golf for Good. So basically Golf for Good does a whole hiking season now um, and they can join on those hikes that's like you did yesterday. That's that's right. So, yeah. so I, I divide my uh, my time between Golf for Good and, uh, and Adventure Quest. Uh, I do. Um, I commit myself one day a weekend to golf for good, and uh, what we do is uh, uh, we take people out uh, for training. So if you join our challenges, uh, mm-hmm. you get free free training. So you you, you basically uh, come come for free for all these hikes. Uh, for the for, for, for the season and uh, the stair climbing, my favourite, <laughs> <laughs> and the stair climbing, but uh, it's a lot more interesting in the, in the outdoors, isn't it? It really is. Yeah. So so basically, what we do is we're almost on on a weekly basis. We we, we have a hike, sometimes sometimes two hikes. Uh, I think next week we've got a, a, a rubbish clean up in in, in a wadi. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's always something going on uh, with with golf for good. Um, and uh, all the money that is raised is is basically goes to to charity. Um, it helps uh, go for good 
uh, run run a business and and basically support kids uh, all over the world. Um, and you know that that's what we're about. It's about the outdoors. It's about helping kids. Mm. And uh, it, you know it's 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 really a fun time to be out in the in, in the open in in the UAE, especially between now and uh, and March April until it starts to get hot again. Amazing. Yeah, so cool. if people want to join these hikes, they can go onto Golf for Good website right. um, and Golf for Good Instagram. And does Adventure Quest have an Instagram yet? Yes, they yeah. do. Yeah. Amen- amazing. What's the so Adventure. So Adventure Quest AE. Cool. Um, amazing. And um, uh, people can, can join my personal um, uh, Instagram, nabil.habushi, N A B I L dot H A B B O U C H E. Amazing. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming yeah. on today and for imparting some of your wisdom. Thank you. You're mm-hmm. cool. We'll talk to you again sometime soon. I'm sure we'll have all these hikes coming up. Mm-hmm. Thanks, and guys. And Everest. And are you getting involved in Everest? I don't know yet. I'm, I'm the challenge director for Golf for Good, so I, um, <laughs> I, I arrange everyone's <laughs> itineraries. So I know, I know about it, but um, uh, I'm not too sure if I'll join them. Oh. I'm, I'm hoping to, uh, to lead Lebanon Lebanon Challenge, um, which is a, a mix of um, hiking, biking, uh, caving, and kayaking. Oh, yeah? So for me, I got introduced to Golf of Good through uh, uh, multi-activity ones. So for me, that's that, that's that's one of the big ones. When is mm-hmm. that happening? Uh, that is, nev- uh, I think it's October, November next year. 2020. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. People get involved in that from, from now? Yeah, you can sign up uh, for mm-hmm. registration. Yeah, yeah, all the challenges are open yeah. now, so you can register for awesome. all of them. Awesome, so no excuses. Check them out. Amazing. Cool. Bye, guys. Thanks, guys. Cheers.